0: everybody or afternoon whatever time this gets to you we are back the DC Scores podcast is back it's been a couple weeks but fear not from here on out we are going to be bringing to bringing you podcasts as often as we can because frankly speaking there is just a lot going on at DC Scores my name is Jake Lloyd I'm the communications manager here and I'm chilling with my man, Brady Smith, son, DC
2: Scores intern. Brady, say what's up to the people. What's up, guys? How you doing? It's been a couple of weeks. Got a little sick last week, so I'm back in the office now. Look forward to some good tweets, and we got some video coming up for you as well, so look forward to that. That's right. A lot of, a lot of things to look forward to here
0: uh, in the middle of November. Today is Wednesday, November 13th, and uh, Brady, what do you think about this uh 29 degree weather
2: outside here in washington dc i like it i mean coming from the other washington i'm used to it it's it's been good to me uh it's a little cold takes a little bit to get used to but i like it and hope it stays around so i'm right there with you you know, being a michigan native myself
0: uh and while a lot of people down here can't stand this stuff i, I like the cold it just makes me feel alive every time i step outside the building but uh but that's enough uh, weather talk for the week, because we got so much to get to. Uh, we are right smack dab in the middle of the D.C. Scores fall season, and we are just a couple weeks away from the conclusion, from the end of all the soccer games, the middle school championship game, and then of course the poetry slam, the culminating event of the, of the fall season. So before we talk about that, we're going to take a look at the week behind. So last week was a very exciting week here at DC Scores, um, and, and that revolved not only around you know our daily programming and kids really uh, upping their prep for the Poetry Slam, but we had a special event at our flagship school, Murray-Reed Elementary School, which was actually formerly called Murray-Reed Learning Center up in uh, the Adams-Morgan neighborhood of DC. Last uh, Thursday morning... A brand new turf field was unveiled at Murray Reed. Now, this was part of a project led by City Soccer, the, the club team, uh, the the club affiliated with the with the Man City Soccer uh, uh, Club, which has which has done work in four or five cities across the U.S. to, to bring uh, new soccer fields to uh, to big cities, um, and, and it was funded by the United Arab Emirates. Um, but DC scores has been at Murray Reed since 1994. That's where the program began when Julie Kennedy, as, as you'll hear from Amy Nakamoto, our executive director, I uh, went when I chat with her in a little bit, when Julie Kennedy brought the program there and uh, you know the program has just uh, gotten more and more you know popular and just become a staple at Reed uh, during the, the 19 to 20 years since. So, it was really cool to be out at this ceremony on Thursday, and you know all the DC Scores kids were out there, and the DC Scores coaches, and so many other familiar faces who have been affiliated with the DC Scores program. And then just to, to see the looks on the kids' faces, because to give you a little you know reference here, just five months ago during a typical game day or DC Scores practice at Reed, they were playing on a dirt pitch that, you know, would often have rocks or even, you know, pieces of glass on it. It just was not, you know, a safe or fun place for kids to play soccer. Now the kids they don't care. You know, they they just want the opportunity <laughs> yeah. to, to be on a team and to kick around a soccer ball. But um but now just to, to see The glow on their faces when when they got this new field—it was pretty cool. Um, You know, everybody was out there last Thursday. You know, the mayor Vincent Gray came out to to say a few words. Um, You obviously had a lot of people affiliated with City Soccer, Uh, DC United folks were there. Um, Just just everyone really in the greater DC Soccer community was at Reed, and most importantly the kids at Reed now are going to have or or already have a new field every week to practice on twice a week and to have their game days on. So it was really cool. Um, And actually, so we had the ceremony last Thursday morning, and then about five hours later, the kids were out there in their bright orange uh, Murray Reed shirts uh, for their first ever game day on the field. I was out there. They took on... uh, the Wheatley whales from uh, from Trinidad, and it, you know the, there were leaves on the ground. the The sun was setting, but they of course they've got the big lights there. So it's just like a, the perfect atmosphere for the first game day at Reed. So that's going to be really cool. Uh, just going forward, the fact that we've got you know brand new field at our flagship school. Um, also, uh, this past weekend, I got the chance to go see. A team made up of both former DC SCORES particip- participants and current DC SCORES middle school participants. It's a U16 team in the DC Stoddart Soccer League, which is kind of like they, they run uh, travel leagues, but also uh, city soccer leagues in you know in DC. And two of our two of our coaches, two of our you know most most incredible coaches. Uh, Simon and Popsy Simon used to coach at Tubman and Popsy coaches at Thompson and at Lincoln they came up with the idea this past summer to, uh, to create a team based on interest you know, from kids both at the middle school level and in high school um, to compete in this Doddard soccer league and this fall uh, it's, been, it's been a great success um, so I, I went out actually to Jellath Field in georgetown to see the dc scores u sixteen team play and they uh... they they won they had a great uh, three to two victory it was so much fun to just see uh... kids uh... simon told me that kids from six to seven different schools in dc who participate in dc scores came together to form this team so you're talking about a bunch of kids who didn't know each other and just to see how well by the end of an eight-game season, they were working together and cohesive on the field and sharing the ball. It was it was incredible, and I think just a testament to uh, to what you know being on a team and having good coaching uh, can do for these kids. And uh, after after the game, I talked to one kid, Edwin. Uh, he's a 15-year-old. He currently goes to Bell High School, and he told me that through this team, Popsy had arranged for them to have a game in front of a coach at, uh, at a private school called Carroll. And Carroll saw Edwin play. Edwin is the backbone of the defense on this team. And uh, the coach there uh, said they want him to play for them next, next wow. year. So that's just one little story um, out of this. And actually, uh, we're going to have a blog coming up on this, uh, dcscores.blogspot.com is your place for all the best uh, DC score stories and news. Um, So I don't want to give away too much, but it was just a really cool experience to see uh, these DC scores, current participants and alumni uh, play together on Saturday and come up with a fun 3-2 to victory. So that was was a great capper to an already exciting, action-packed week. Um, And then yesterday, kind of swinging over to the other side of the program, I uh, I got the chance to sneak out of the office in the afternoon and go to the Starbucks on Capitol Hill. Now Starbucks is a longtime partner of DC Scores, and one of the really cool things that we do with them is every fall leading up to the Poetry Slam, each week a school gets the chance to go to Starbucks. We take we take over the top room at this location, and uh, we lead a poetry workshop. Uh, Rachel Klepper, our elementary school program director, uh, leads the workshops, and it, it uh, basically it gives every kid on that team the chance to practice their, their poems standing up with a little audience. So it's just a it's a small taste of what the poetry slam will be like. But you know, as the Seton coach Gloria told me afterward. You know, with each poetry workshop that they've had at school, they've been constructive, but it's mostly been kids sitting at their desks reading their poems from a notebook. So the chance for them to actually stand up in a public setting and read their poem and then get constructive criticism from their peers uh, is a really cool exercise and one that, you know, from the past few years, I've seen, you know, the schools that are able to do these Starbucks workshops leading up to the slam, they, they put together some pretty incredible incredible performances when the, when the slam comes around. So uh, Rachel is just doing a tremendous job with that. Again, every Tuesday um, this fall, she is hosting a workshop for a school. She you know has each kid perform, and then after each kid performs, she asks them, okay, so what did you like about so-and-so's poem? And what advice would you give? And it's just a really positive atmosphere, in a good way for, for kids to to feel more confident and come out of their shell here as we get closer uh, to the Poetry Slam. So that's just kind of a small sampling of what's been going on in the past week. Brady, I know you've been out. Uh, yeah. That's a
2: lot, huh? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a lot happened when I was gone. So uh, it's good not only for me but for everyone else to get a recap of what happened. So I'm excited to hear about it all. Absolutely. Um but you know what? It, it's such a busy season that we can only reflect for
0: so long. We've got a ton going on. So yeah. let me now give you a look at the week ahead. Well, uh, tomorrow is our final final elementary school game day. It's been a great season for 30 elementary schools. You know, every Thursday throughout the district, 15 games have been going on in just about every ward uh, of D.C. So... Uh, I'm going to put the plug out right now. If you can get out of work a little bit early tomorrow, come out at 4 o'clock to a field. Uh, We post on Facebook and Twitter a map of our game sites on every game day, so it's really easy for you to find. You can also find it on the DC Scores website, Um, www.dcscores.org. This is your last chance to, to see the elementary
2: school kids in action this fall. Yeah, and if you can't make it to the game, just be sure to follow us on Twitter. And Instagram, will be updating from there. We'll have pictures, we'll have tweets coming live straight from the game. So you'll get a lot of good stuff from there, too, if you can't make it out. That's right. Uh, every game day, we tweet live from a game site.
0: Uh, you follow us on Twitter, at DCscores, as well. Follow us on Instagram, at DC underscore scores. And you can always uh, follow us via the hashtag, hashtag DCSGameday. That's DCSGameday. Uh, we'll have plenty of tweets coming from from the game of the week, as well as photos on Instagram, which is our uh, most quickly um, growing social media network. Brady, you,
2: you know as well as I do, the kids love Instagram. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've, had, I've had many a kid come up to me and ask to get their photo taken, and... It's hard to get them all, but I try. They love it. Absolutely, yeah. Kid, yeah. Kids love, uh, and, and
0: then the funny thing is, you know, right after you take their photo, they ask you, are yeah. you going to put this on Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, hold on, but it'll, it'll be up there. So so the kids dig that. Um, and then on Friday, we have our second to last middle school game day, Um the middle school season, for those of you who don't know, in the fall is the competitive middle middle school season. So it's a pretty exciting time. You know, first and foremost, the most important thing, uh, you know, that we stress through the soccer component of DC scores is sportsmanship. That's why we have a huddle every game between both teams, and they all bring it in and say one, two, three DC scores. But it is it is pretty cool to have this competitive middle school season. In the fall, because the teams really put a lot of effort into uh, into coming together, gelling, and, and making a push uh, for the playoffs. So we have a final game day on Friday, and then we have a few makeup games next Wednesday, and then on Friday, October 22nd, we have the middle school semifinals, and then on Tuesday, October 26th, before Thanksgiving, uh, we have the Capital Cup, which is the middle school championship. It's at 4 p.m. It's held at Bell High School. I highly recommend, if you haven't headed off for the holidays yet, you are in the D.C. area, uh, doesn't, I don't think it's too big of a work day, come on out to Bell. This is the highest level of middle school soccer uh, you will see in the city. D.C. Scores runs the only elementary and middle public school soccer leagues for both boys and girls. In DC, so if you want to see the, the best soccer at the middle school level and, and really see the culmination of of a of a fall of you know putting in hard work during practice and really um, learning to work together as a team, the Capital Cup is a great event to check out. And then finally, I can't say it enough: the DC Scores Poetry Slam is just three weeks away from today. Yep, right around the corner. It's coming up fast. Yeah, kids, so, so schools are, are finishing putting, putting the finishing touches on two group poems and one solo poem for each school. And uh, they will be on display on December 4th at Cardozo Education Campus, or actually, excuse me, Cardozo High School, which houses the, uh, the education campus. So it has, you know, grades 6 through 8 in addition to the high school that they will be hosting the West Side Slam for the first time. We're moving from uh, Columbia Heights Education Campus to the brand new auditorium at Cardozo. So that's going to be beautiful and just a, a tremendous night there. So that's December 4th from 5 to 8 p.m. And you'll have about you know 20 schools representing D.C. Wards 1 through 5 there. And then on December 5th at H.D. Woodson High School, uh, in Ward Seven, which has hosted the slam the past two years, you will have about 20 schools representing wards five through eight there, um, and it's just an incredible event. If you if you haven't seen any performances from our poetry slam, I highly recommend go to our YouTube page, youtube.com/dcscores. There's even a uh, poetry specific uh, section there where you can. Easily search and just watch some of the uh, the five minute performances that that our schools do every year, um, and it's a competitive slam too, which is really cool because the schools really bring it. And if they have a performance that they're proud of and they don't get you know first or second or third place, you can see uh, the disappointment in them. But uh, but they're still you know very very proud of of what they bring to the stage, and it's just amazing to see how kids. You know, third graders who in September, you know, wouldn't tell you the time of day, you know, in front of 10 people in the classroom, yeah. all of a sudden are performing in front of four to 500 people at the Slam. So, Brady, what should people do on December 4th and 5th?
2: Definitely come out. I mean, even if you're in work, cut it, play hooky, send a note, you got to come out. I'll be there. I'll be live tweeting and taking photos, and it's just going to be a great experience. I mean, it's my first one, so I'm definitely excited to... To witness all the all the effort the DC Scores kids put in over the year, absolutely, that is the
0: culminating event of the DC Scores season. Here with our guest of the week, and it is an honor and a privilege <laughs> to have Executive Director Amy Nakamoto as our first guest. And for pe- for our listeners who might not understand uh, just how impressive this is. Amy, during a typical week, oh, has gosh. maybe 15 to 20 meetings. She's all over the city. So to get her and be able to chat with Amy for five minutes here about DC scores, Amy, we're, we're just thrilled to have you.
1: Thank Welcome. you. You make me sound a little bit more important than I am, but
0: thank you. <laughs> I'm couple... excited
1: to be the first guest of the week.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and um, Amy, for those of you who don't know, is a former NC State Uh, women's soccer player. She also coached college soccer at Bryn Mawr in Pennsylvania. And she also has a neurotic and quirky dog (laughs) named Henry. I laugh because I am Henry's official dog sitter. No joke.
1: Well, and everybody, if they're fans of soccer, should know that Henry is named after Thierry Henry because I was a big Arsenal fan. I am a big Arsenal fan, and we got Henry when Thierry Henry was at his height of his career for the Arsenal.
0: That's right. How's <laughs> Arsenal doing, Amy?
1: Very well. They lost this week, but very, very well. They are top of the Champions League. So, I mean, top of the Premier League.
0: And that's a big change from last season, right? They, is, this, is this surprising, their, their success?
1: It is a little surprising. It's not totally surprising. They're, they've always been sort of near the top of the table, but they are having an exceptionally good year. And we are all very thrilled, and we meaning all of our Arsenal fans worldwide.
0: Did they make some big off-season? A- I don't follow soccer myself, oh. so you have to educate me here. What they do? Brady's shaking his head here. Like he so knows. they made
1: a couple big... They made a couple big sign. They had a couple big signings. Um, Specifically, Uzel from Germany, who came from Real Madrid, was their big signing. Um, And their players have gotten a little bit better. (laughs) And they're playing more together. I think that's the biggest thing. They're playing more together. So their good players are playing much more cohesively, and I think that's a a winning formula.
0: Good. Well, I'm glad (laughs) that your team is doing well. It's great to hear, but Amy, I want to hear about how you got involved with DC Scores in the first place. Tell the people uh, how you came to be the executive director here in DC back in 2006.
1: So I was, as Jake mentioned, coaching college soccer, and I have been doing work in the soccer, youth development, um, using sports to teach other skills arena for kids for many, many years, and I actually was getting married, and I was moving back to D.C. because I grew up near here, and somebody said if I was interested in soccer and youth, I should talk to Holly O'Donnell because she runs D.C. Scores, and D.C. Scores does the most amazing work with youth through sports. So Holly and I had coffee, and it was at that coffee meeting where she said to me, well, you should meet with all of these people in the city. And she gave me a long list. And at the very end, she said, and I also happen to be leaving DC scores because I am getting married and moving to Pittsburgh. So the timing worked out beautifully. Certainly, I had to apply. But uh, Holly was leaving, and I was moving into the city. And we overlapped for a whopping five days. And she downloaded all she knew about the city to me. And it's been history ever since.
0: And now... Holly is the executive yes. director of America Scores.
1: So, yes, so Holly now, after her um, few, many years actually in Pittsburgh, she's now running the national ship, which we are very, very excited for because she has a certain passion for the mission and has all of the savvy to take the America Scores mission and make it even bigger and broader and better nationwide. She's come
0: full circle. It's, it's pretty awesome to have Holly back involved with the Scores family. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, America Scores, our national affiliate, uh, they've been around since 1999. DC Scores was the flagship program in 1994, and now we're in 13 cities nationwide. But speaking of 1994, I wanted to ask you, Amy, to tell the people the awesome story about how DC Scores came about. Take it.
1: Well, I'm going to tell my version of the story. I think there are probably a few versions floating Mm -hmm. out there, but this is the one that I tell, and this is the one I love. So Julie Kennedy was a young Teach for America teacher back in 1994 at Marie Reed Elementary School in Adams Morgan. And Julie has a creative writing and soccer background. And in her early years of teaching, she just had these experiences where she would walk out of the school every day and she would see her fifth-grade class, the girls from her fifth-grade class, just sitting on the front stoop of Marie Reed every day, just sitting there. And she would walk by, and then she began to just wonder what they were doing or what they could be doing in that time. So one day she said, Okay, girls, tomorrow meet me on this field, and I'm going to bring a soccer ball. And so they did. They'd never seen the game of soccer before. They'd never played before. But they met her at, at the field, and they started playing, and they loved it. Um, they love being part of the team, they love cheering on their teammates, they love n- learning new skills. And then literally one day, it started, one day it was raining, and it was later on in the fall, and and Julie Kennedy was in her classroom after school, and these same group of girls showed up at the classroom and they said, well, Miss Kennedy, what are we going to do today? And... What I like to think was a little light bulb that came off in Julie Kennedy's brain said, oh my gosh, I've got something here. These girls who are super engaged with each other as a team, love learning new things, and are now seeking out more things to do after school. So I told them to sit down in their desks, at their chairs, and we're going to write about themselves. And I gave them a pencil and a piece of paper and started had them free write. And that was the very rudimentary beginning to what is now the most intricate, innovative model for engaging youth after school
0: it's pretty amazing it it never gets old i've heard it dozens of times from dozens of people and it's just an incredible story and then uh, soon after that the program expanded and we added service learning as Mm -hmm. a third prong Uh, went to more and more schools in the city and now
1: Yes, so the program started with this group of girls. Very quickly, was for boys and girls, and very quickly went to multiple schools in D.C. Um, so what it is now is three days a week of soccer and poetry in the fall. Or sorry, five days a week. Three days a week of soccer, two days a week of writing through poetry and expression in the fall, and then in the spring is three days a week of soccer, two days a week of service learning, and. Forty-seven schools in the district right now have our program. Thirty elementary schools and seven. Sorry, did I say forty?
0: Forty. No, you got it right. Forty-seven. 47. Yeah. Uh, Thirty elementary yeah. school
1: and seventeen middle. Yeah. Um, as Jake mentioned, probably around nineteen ninety-seven, Julie Kennedy's friends from Boston and Chicago said, "That's amazing what you're doing. I would like to do that." And that was how America Scores organically cre- was created.
0: Exactly. And uh, we're coming up on 20 years. We, uh, we got a lot of special stuff planned for that. That's extremely exciting. Uh, we, we continue to grow, uh, to, to strive to serve every kid deserving of, of a program in this city. And a big reason for that is the tireless work that Amy puts in.
1: Well, I, thank you, Jake. I will say <laughs> that what is exciting about turning 20, but it was also a little bit scary, is that we were founded because these, the ability to play a sport or to think and write creatively in an after-school space was so needed 20 years ago. And while we have expanded, that need has not gone away. So there are still many, many more, thousands more students who don't have access to to. You know, the arts in terms of writing creatively through poetry or service learning and leadership, life skill development after school, uh, or even sports. So, our work is never really done, um, but it's exciting work, and I love my job.
0: Very much so, me too. <laughs> what are you uh, most looking forward to about Fall Frenzy on Saturday, Amy? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I said this in an email to our staff when I sent this earlier this week. My favorite part of Fall Frenzy is when the hundreds of kids arrive at a field on a Saturday morning and there's dew everywhere and it's a little bit cold and they're so excited to be there. So it's hundreds of smiling faces who wouldn't be, want to be any other place in that soccer field on Saturday morning. And so that, that window of time when all those buses are unloading kids, that's my favorite part of Fall Frenzy.
0: All right, Amy. Last mm-hmm. question. You're you're not gonna like this one. Oh
1: God.
0: <laughs> when are you gonna play a game for the DC Score Staff Soccer Team?
1: Um, I will play a game when it's at two p.m. <laughs> on a weekend that my husband would be okay with me leaving him with the two of the three kids napping.
0: Bring the kids. Bring the dog. We just want to see I you know. on the field. For those of you who don't know, we play in uh, District Sports League mm-hmm. again. We gave a, we'll give a shout-out to, to them during the Tweet of the Week coming up, but uh, we need to get Amy out there with her skills <laughs> at the midfield position. With
1: my old-age skills.
0: Amy, absolute <laughs> pleasure having you on the podcast as our first guest. Uh, keep up the amazing work. And uh, for those of you mm-hmm. who haven't met Amy, come out to a DC Scores event. She'll be out there. Thank
1: you. <laughs> Thank you.
0: We are now gonna go to the school of the week, and and folks, this is I'm really excited to talk about about this school. Um, Burville Elementary School has been a rack in the DC Scores program. Uh, we brought the program to this school in Ward Seven of DC in 2000, and ever since, uh, really haven't had any issues there. Uh, it's just grown in popularity each year, um, more and more kids participating, but one thing that hasn't changed are the people who are running the program at Burrville, and that to me is a big reason why, uh, there's such great stability there and such a, uh, a sense of community. Um, two weeks ago, actually on Halloween, I got the chance to go out to Burrville during game day. In talk with a few people who have been associated with the program uh, for several years, um, and, and and actually yesterday and today we are posting a two-part blog series. Again, www.dcscores.blogspot.com on the Burville Eagles and what DC Scores means to that community. Um, so I just want to tell you, you know, give you a little preview without giving away the blog, because you really should give should give it a read. Yeah, definitely. Uh, of what, um, of what the Burville community and DC Scores, uh, just kind of how they've uh, come together there, and, and how DC Scores has been such a big part at Burrville for for the past thirteen years. Um, so. <laughs> One the one woman who I spoke to actually for forty five minutes <laughs> during during game day is Edith Jenkins or Miss Jenkins as she's known in the Burville community. Edith is seventy seven years old, um, but she, after retiring in two thousand six, she couldn't stay away from the school. She missed it so much. She currently helps run the after school program at Burville, but the reason that I really wanted to talk to Edith. Or I should call her Miss Jenkins. Is that <laughs> she has put six grandchildren, great grandchildren, and a nephew through DC scores. Wow. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty incredible. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name them all for you now. I will say that three of them are in college. Uh, Daniel at Penn State is about to graduate this uh, this winter actually with a degree in communications. Uh, there, She has a, a great-grandchild who's currently in D.C. scores at Kelly Miller Middle School, which is kind of the middle school that Burrville and a lot of those schools in Ward 7 feed into. Um, and then she's got a couple other students uh, or a couple other uh, <laughs> great-grandchildren and a nephew who are, who are living in Maryland. Um, but it was just so cool talking with Ms. Jenkins just about um, about the experience of, of being at Burville and... You know, she she arrived there. Um, she arrived there, you know, a, a couple years before DC Scores uh, started. So just to talk to her about the, the whole experience of watching DC Scores grow and seeing how much it means to the kids, um, that was really cool. <laughs> she said, "I'm gonna botch the quote here, or maybe I can find it here looking at the blog." She, she had a great quote about uh, shin guards <laughs> the first time she saw it she said I kept saying why do you all have this long thing down your leg <laughs> of course she quickly figured out what it was for when she saw you know kids kicking other kids shin guards um, but but she embraced the program and uh Everybody at Burville knows Miss Jenkins. Everyone, like when the game ended and we walked outside, three kids in their red Burville t-shirts came up to her and gave her a big hug and posed for pictures for her. She's she's considered the grandmother of the Burville community. Um, She certainly takes that as a compliment, and everyone understands. And whenever the team needs anything, like snacks for a game day. Or even monetary support, um, Miss Jenkins is there to help them out. Um, While I was talking to her, uh, I also was introduced to Miss Allen, which happens to be Miss Jenkins' daughter. Now, she goes by Miss Allen. Miss Jenkins even calls her Miss Allen. And Miss Allen calls her Miss Jenkins to avoid confusing the kids that they're working with. Uh, in after school, in aftercare, uh, Miss Allen has actually been at Burville since 1988. Wow! In a number of capacities, and she uh, runs the after school. I mean, the, the aftercare program that kind of runs concurrently uh, at the same time as DC Scores, and is for mostly kids in you know kindergarten, first grade, and second grade who aren't quite ready to begin DC Scores, which you know starts in third grade. Um, Miss Allen was 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 a lot of fun to talk to as well. A couple of things that that really stood out to me about uh, Miss Allen was she just mentioned how, especially during the spring season, you see more and more parents and community members coming out to DC Scores game days because the spring is the competitive elementary school season, and Burville, the Burville girls have won the City Cup Championship, which is played at Jamboree at the end of the spring season. Not once, not twice, not three times, not four times, <laughs> not five times, not six times, but seven consecutive wow. years,
2: Brady. <laughs> yeah. Just, that. You just can't even stomach that. That's, that's quite a run. That's a dynasty right there, definitely. That was the word I was going to use. The Burville Eagles are a
0: dynasty. <laughs> so uh, she said last year they even started you know, selling hot dogs. And wow and snacks during game day and you just it's an experience uh, let me let me tell you that uh final game day tomorrow i believe Burville has a home game check our map facebook.com slash dc scores at dc scores on twitter if you get a chance to go out towards seven and experience a Burville game day whether it's tomorrow or during the spring highly recommend it yeah um and finally the third person that i got a chance to talk to which is someone you absolutely have to talk to if you're, if you're talking about you know the Burville Eagles is Daryl Forte. He's been there for 16 years. He grew up in that neighborhood. He went to Burville back in the mid-'70s when they had no programs like DC scores. He didn't play any sports during elementary school. And I actually talked to him after game day while we were standing on the soccer field, and he told me that where we were standing actually... Was where the school building was when he started at Burville, but by the time he got he moved to first grade, they had torn that down. They had built the new school. The soccer field would come twenty years after that, <laughs> yeah, and, a uh, bit late. and now he is an absolute staple part of the program at Burville. Has been coaching both the boys and the girls team, uh, with help from Chiera... Formerly Lee, now Forte, they, they recently got married and uh, is also a physical education teacher at the school and someone that just uh, kids will go to, to Coach Forte if they have any issues or if they don't feel comfortable in a class and he's always just there to, to hear them out and to be just a tremendous influence. So for someone to come back to their community and B. Iraq there, uh, can't say enough about him, and he is the main focus of the blog post today, which, again, this two-part series, dcscores.blogspot.com. You can also find it shared on Facebook, on Twitter, on the DC Scores LinkedIn page. Uh, highly recommend giving both parts a read. Uh, pretty inspiring stuff, yeah. th- what's going on at Burville? So that is the School of the Week which leads us into the Tweet of the Week. (laughs) And the Tweet of the Week comes from none other than the mayor of Washington, D.C. Vincent Gray. That's right, the mayor of Washington, D.C. Need I say that one more time? Vincent Gray was, as I mentioned earlier, he was at the groundbreaking at Murray Reed uh, last Thursday. When we had the stage set up on the field and there were a few hundred people there to, to celebrate the brand new incredible field at Reed. And one thing that I didn't mention when, we were, when I was talking about that earlier was that a DC score student, Casteni Contreras, was asked to introduce the mayor during this ceremony. Now that might not seem like a big deal, but consider the fact that Casteni was standing in front of about 200 people, including an ambassador, a mayor, and many other uh, pretty important people. And she did a phenomenal job of introducing him. No surprise. Gets her ready for the poetry slam. And right after that, Mayor Gray tweeted at us and said, She did a great job. So it's pretty cool to get a shout-out from the mayor there. So thank you, Mayor. Follow Vincent C. Gray at Mayor Vince Gray. Uh, And um, look out next week for our next Tweet of the Week.
2: And again, follow DC Scores at DC Scores. Brady, give a shout-out to your account. Yeah, DC Scores interns. Uh, It's been a little bit. We've both been sick. Zach and I have both been sick. And so we've been quiet for a couple weeks, but now we're back at it, and we promise our tweet game will be better than ever. So follow us, DC Scores Interns. Absolutely.
0: Give them a follow. I'll also give a shout-out, give a follow to our executive director, Amy Nakamoto. That's at A-M-Y-N-A-K-A-M-O-T-O, at Amy Nakamoto. Um, she's, She's got a lot of good stuff. Amy's always... On panels, at workshops, at trainings, as we mentioned earlier during during our chat, um, so give her a follow as well. So that wraps up the tweet of the week, and as we end every DC Scores podcast, we are ready to give you a little self-expression, something to to just get you inspired and put a put a big smile on your face. Uh, wherever and whenever you're watching this. And, you know, I I felt it was only appropriate since we were talking about the new Reed Field, and I just mentioned Kesteni, to play her poem that she read at the Poetry Slam last year. Not only that, she read this poem also on NBC4 during their midday (laughs) program uh, that we've been on the past few years. That was right around the new year. And then she took this poem to the America Scores our national affiliate, their national poetry slam at the New York Stock Exchange wow. uh, last April. So Kisteni, it's no surprise that she spoke so well in front of the mayor uh, sure. last week because she is no stranger to the stage. So uh, now we're gonna we're gonna share her poem. It's called "A Diamond." I hope you enjoy. And remember, come check out the DC Scores Game Day. Mark December fourth and fifth on your calendar for the poetry slam, yep. and we hope to see you soon. Here's the poem, everybody.
1: I am a diamond, I can shine against the sun. No one can shine like me. I am strong, beautiful, and unique. No one on earth is quite like me.
0: What makes me smile is when others smile, but sometimes when I'm angry, I'm like boiling steam. My expressions and feelings are my own. No one is quite like me.
1: I'll never hurt such kind I am as sweet as a plum and as sour as a lime. I sing, I dance, I sit alone, and I play. No one will get me that way. That one makes me a diamond. I am not the same as
0: you, you, or you. And that's okay because there's no one I'd rather be. I shine and I'll never break a promise. That one makes me shine. I am a diamond in the sky. Diamond!
2: Thank you for listening to this episode of the DC Scores podcast. If you'd like to find out more, go to www.dcscores.org
1: and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you.